0: I wish I could have seen Muggs' expression. I'm not exaggerating when I say, out of everything that's happened since my world went dark. Seeing Muggs' face as he watched me walk into the bar with a kid trailing behind me would have been nothing short of magnificent. Morneau, don't be an ass. You can't bring a kid in here. Muggs, he is effectively my seeing eye dog, so all the same rules apply. The kid goes where I go, with impunity.
1: I think I'm supposed to find that offensive more now.
0: Kid, Mugs. Mugs, Kid. Does the kid have a name?
1: It's Jake, nice to meet you.
0: I don't know what you did to deserve this gig, but it must have been unfortunate. I'm going to keep calling you Kid so I don't get attached. I reached for my stool, but Mugs blocked me. No way, not the bar. Take a booth, and I'll bring the kid a burger. We took a table in the back, as far away from the bar as Muggs could get us, without setting up a table in the kitchen. Since there was exactly one other customer, who I placed by smell as we passed, a local wino, who spends his time at the meanwhile reading the paper, Muggs cooked up some burgers and sat down with us. I knew even then, before Charlie, the wino, barked out and irritated, this looks medium well, not well done, that Muggs had made the guy a burger too. I also knew that Charlie couldn't pay. Never could. But every now and then, not too often that it came off his pity, Muggs would use the excuse, I was going to throw it away anyway. Or something of the like, to feed the guy he figured hadn't eaten for a few days. And Charlie, still white-knuckling the sliver of pride every person needs to get themselves through another day, would always complain about how it was cooked. In this simple equation, everyone knew their place and still felt human in the process. Between the kid and me, we got through the description of how we ended up together, beginning with Lash's I-Know-a-guy, To Carla huffing off for her date after the kid told her how horrible her blind person handling was.
1: I didn't say it like that, Morno. I just gave her some tips, like you taking her elbow, not the other way around. Do you think I upset her?
0: Nah, she's fine. Carla's a tough cookie. Besides, I was only kidding. You weren't that rough on her. She's just got a tender spot when it comes to constructive criticism. Maybe that's because you're always constructively criticizing her, Morno. Keep shoving a stick between the bars and the lion will eventually pounce. Oh, she's pounced. I've borne many of Carla's pouncings. Her pouncings are worse than her bite.
1: Morno, you described the color blue as a plain sky that was unmarred by any sort of weather condition or the color variables of dusk and dawn. What did you mean by the color variables of dusk and dawn?
0: Damn, kid. You have a photographic memory. I don't even remember saying it, but it does sound a lot like my blatherings. Before I forget, when we cover sarcasm, remind me to go over jarring conversational transitions.
1: Sorry, I thought you were done talking about Carla pouncing on you. Is she your girlfriend?
0: (coughs) Kid, let me put it this way. Denial is one of the many steps toward acceptance. And Morneau's been stuck there for a while. Mugs, don't tell the kid crap like that. I'm sure Carla would find it equally offensive. Yeah, well, Carla's got her own issues around denial.
1: Can we talk about the color variables of Dusk and Dawn now?
0: He couldn't let it go. The kid was so predictable, almost scripted in how he spoke. It was clear he couldn't rest now until he saw the conversational thread through its conclusion. Well, let's see. I took a long swig of beer and thought about it. Let me take this one, Morneau. What happened amounted to more words at one time than I'd ever heard Muggs speak. The time from dawn to dusk is how we mark our days, and for every one of them we're lucky enough to draw breath, we're given two small windows into the magic of eternity. When the sun starts to rise at dawn, picture yourself standing atop this hunk of earth we're floating around on in space, and you're watching a red-hot fireball inch up over the curve, slowly pushing it with a kaleidoscope of varied tones that dissolve the darkness. The fire orange diffuses as it reaches higher, turning pink and then purple, blending into a dusty blue where it greets what's left of the night. Dusk is the reverse. The fireball slowly descends as the sky above it deepens. Pushing all that color back into the earth, where it's absorbed until tomorrow. Dawn and dusk are a gift, kid. Sorry you can't see it.
1: Don't be, I can now.
0: Based on the long silence that followed, Mugs didn't know what to say to that. The kid told me he'd been blind since birth, but I don't think it really sunk in until that moment. All the things that I'd glanced at and taken for granted, but still retained in my memory, were things he'd never see. There's something downright shitty about that. I felt relief when the kid's cell phone rang, effectively taking me off the hook. I heard the kid say hello and then listen for a few seconds.
1: Sure, hang on.
0: The back of his hand brushed against my arm.
1: It's Carla for you. As
0: I grabbed the phone from the kid, Mug stood up and began clearing the table. Yeah?
2: Hey, Moro. Uh, just calling to check in. Um, I just want to let you know I'm going to be a little bit later than I anticipated tonight.
0: Carla, you're a big girl, and you're not on the clock. Whatever you and Officer Babyface are up to is none of my concern. I do not require hourly updates.
2: Wait, where are you?
0: The meanwhile... Where are you, Carla?
2: I'm at the emergency room.
0: Oh, Carla, who did you shoot now?
2: Why did you automatically assume that I shot someone, Morno? That's rude. Well, did you? Murkowski took me to the firing range, and everything was going fine. I had killed three bad guy targets and everything, but um, one of those hot casings bounced off the divider, and it landed down the front of my shirt between my tits.
0: The average human face contains 43 muscles, and I was grimacing with every one of mine. Exactly how low-cut was this shirt for a bullet casing find its way betwixt your cleavage? And more importantly, how does it translate to Murkowski getting shot?
2: It was hot, Morneau, I panicked. Next thing I knew, Murkowski's hopping around and hollering. I guess I shot him in the foot.
0: You guess you shot him in the foot?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, tell Muggs. I'm glad he thinks it's funny, because he is my next target practice partner. Murkowski's gonna be laid up for a little bit. Aren't you, buddy? Let him finish up wrapping it, and I'll take you to get some ice cream. <laughs>